Hi everyone, welcome to the campfire. I am James Stassen, this week's guest host, filling in for Cole Kelly. You'll understand why I'm running the show in just a minute. We talk a lot around the campfire about the impact summer has on kids and parents and how to spread the word about that impact. But what about the kids that have no choice to be at summer camp? No, we're not holding anyone against their will. What I'm talking about is staff kids, specifically kids of directors that spend their time with their parents all year and get to see all the preparations that go into creating an amazing experience for so many people all around the world. Do they get special privileges? Do they get treated differently from other campers? Are they impacted by the summer camp experience like everyone else? I sit down this week with two children of summer camp owners and directors that have spent their entire lives at camp. Lily Stoltz is the daughter of a former owner and director of Island Lake Camp, Matt Stoltz. She has literally grown up at camp and continues to be involved with her good friends at Scope in order to raise awareness and funds for their great work. We've also got Cole Kelly III, the oldest son of our usual host. Now you know why I'm running the show today. We want the honest inside scoop. Like Lily, CK3 has grown up at camp and has just graduated to being considered for a staff position. Join me today to talk about the good, the challenging, and all the fun of being a director's kid at camp. Hi, Lily. Hi, Cole. How's everything going today? I'm good. How are you? Good. And Cole, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm excited to talk about camp. Excellent. Well, welcome to the campfire. We're excited to have you guys. Um, And as you guys know, we are going to talk today about camper children at camp, which both of you are. So let's just get started. Introduce yourself. Lily, go first. Tell us what camp you went to, how long you were there, your parents, all that good stuff. Um, I went to Island Lake Camp in Soroka, Pennsylvania, Wayne County Camp. Um, My dad, Matt, um, was the owner and operator for, I think, 35 years following his parents who were previously the owners and I've been going there every summer since like I was born but I've been a camper for 11 years. Wow okay Cole. My name is Cole Kelly my dad and mom Cole and Kate Kelly run um, Camp Aquaic in Lakewood Pennsylvania and I've been going to camp ever since I was a little kid Um, and they've been running this camp for about 13 years I believe. Awesome. Um, so we got two lifers that have been going to camp forever, which is awesome. So let's start with that early life. You know, let's talk about what, it, if you guys remember anything, what it was like being at camp before you were a camper. Cause there's not very many on any of our camps, uh, where they have kids that are not a camper's age. So is there anything that you remember from being that young, you know, growing up at a camp like that? Um, Something that like always stood out to me was that I would always hang out in the office and like I became very close with the office staff. They would kind of pass me around. It was like, oh, who's going to watch Lily today? Um, and like I still talk to them a lot. And my dad's like right hand man. He had a Backyardigans CD, which was my favorite TV show. Wow. So I would dance the Backyardigans. And I was always like thrown around a little bit. I would go to skate park like I would bounce from activity to activity. So it was kind of fun. That's awesome. Uh, and Cole, what about you? I think I always used to watch the um, older kids, the older campers, and just kind of wanted to hang out and play sports with them and uh, just kind of do what they did. Um, And I think it was probably hard sometimes because I was such a young kid um, and I had to go to bed earlier and um, just seeing them do things like that, I think was was fun for me. Nice. And so were you, you know, growing up at camp, you get to see the campers, you get to see the, all, all the activities going on. So when it came time for you to become a camper and, and move into the bunk, were you excited? Were you ready? Were you nervous? Did you not want to do it? What, what was that feeling like? 
Um, I was so excited. <laughs> I remember just like my parents said, like, when you're five, you'll move in. I was five and it was just my time. Um, I remember like being a little bit nervous because I was never really a sleepover kid. I was five. So remember being like a little bit nervous, but you know, my parents lived across the road, so it was okay. Um, and I had met my counselors in advance and yeah, like I was pretty excited. I remember one day, like towards the middle of the summer, I asked my parents if I could sleep in their house and they were like, no, you've been doing this all summer. You're going to go back to the bunk. So it was a lot of like encouragement, but it was also like enthusiasm on my part. Awesome. And Cole, what about you? I was just really excited, I think, to finally get into a bunk. I mean, you've seen the kids who sleep in the bunk and they have such a great experience and you're just kind of ready, I think. Um, I was a little bit older. I think I was six or seven when I moved into the bunks. Um, And it's also really easy when your parents are right there with you. Um, I think it's probably different for kids that just go to camp and don't have their parents kind of like their safety net right there. Mm -hmm. But so I was definitely excited for sure. Nice. Now, did that make things, did you ever feel a need to like, like Lily, you said you went and asked your parents to sleep in, in their bed at one point in time during the day, would you like sneak out of activities to go see your parents? Or did you try to be like, Nope, I'm a camper. My parents aren't here. Um, I don't really remember how I felt about being a staff kid in the beginning. Okay. Like, Even as you got I, older. Yeah. As I got older, it was definitely annoying more than it was convenient. <laughs> like if I didn't want to go to activity and like like we were all complaining, like, oh, I don't want to go to second major. Someone would be like, oh, Lily, you don't have to go. Your parents won't call you. It's like, well, it doesn't really work that way, you know? So when I got older, it definitely got a little bit annoying just because like, not even just having my parents around, but just because everyone knew that my parents were around. So it was kind of like the reputation, like I was always Matt's kid yeah, and just came with my name. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Cole? I definitely agree with like the um, annoyingness of it. It's like, oh, you're the camp director. Like my friends will always just joke around and be like, you can do what you want. Um, And that definitely gets old um, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I could see how that you guys being held to a higher standard because it's like, oh, you're the, you know, the the director's kid. So from your parents as well saying, Hey, you have to act better and and be the example to the other kids saying, Hey, you know, you're the kid, you can do whatever you want. And you guys know that, well, you have to go home with them at the end of the day. And your parents are like, you shouldn't have done that. Um, But there had to be some good things. Right. So is there anything that being the director's kid kind of said, Hey, you know what, this was a bonus that I got to do. And maybe even some of the other campers got to enjoy with you because of you had that kind of advantage. Um, not necessarily at camp. And I don't think I really appreciated it a lot when my parents did on the camp, but, um, like I always talk about the second family that camp gave me Mm -hmm. and like, not even like the normal camp experience, but like my dad's coworkers and all of them, like his right hand man. And just like how they're like, really like my second family. And like when my grandfather died, like they all flew in the next day, like no hesitation, which like, I understood that like we were all close friends, you know what I mean? But that really just demonstrated to like 13 year old me, like how really close knit we are. And like, it really is your second family. And that will like always stay with me. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Cole? Uh, There's definitely advantages, I think, to having your parents as um, the directors, just like the little things, I think like last summer, um, we just got to go to like HQ and like my friend needed a razor. So I was like, mom, I need a razor real quick. So little things like that, I think, um, 
just come in handy. And it's just nice to always have your parents, like I said, like a safety net to just fall back on if you're having a tough day. And that's definitely an advantage I'd say. Yeah, it definitely makes it a little bit easier when you have that there. Um, now, obviously, being director, camp directors, as I'm an assistant director, I'm not quite there, but we tend to do a little crazy things because it's camp. And so directors can be a little over the top and a little embarrassing sometimes uh, to just people that don't even know them. So I couldn't even imagine being, uh, you know, the director's kid uh, and something happening where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that that's my dad. Um, are there any stories or anything that happened one time that you were like, uh, where you were like, I wish I wasn't the director's kid right now. I wish I was just because he's just so embarrassing. I mean, for me, like, there was just, like, a lot of, like, little things, like, not necessarily that were embarrassing, but just that, like, you know, I mean, like, all camp directors and, like, principals' kids and stuff, like, there are going to be policies that the kids don't like, and they're going to have to deal out punishments that the kids don't like, and I was always like, yeah, like, that's not me, that's my dad. (laughs) And, like, when people would be, like, Oh yeah, like I got like ETB, which is like one of our punishments, like early to bed. Yeah. It would be like, oh yeah, like your dad gave me ETB, not Matt gave me <laughs> ETB, or not I have ETB. Um, so that was always like a little bit annoying, but you know, it was true. Like someone looks at me like they see Matt's kid. So I don't really blame anyone for kind of putting that on me. It was just like frustrating when I was little and I didn't really understand like why people would think about it that way. Yeah, that's a lot to deal with as a kid, too. Like, that's something that, you know, you don't think about um, from another perspective where you're like, it's not me. It's my dad. I didn't do anything. I would have let you stay up all night if I could have. Um, <laughs> what about you, Cole? What, is anything that ever embarrassed you? There's definitely a lot of things, I think. Um, just being a goofy camp director. I mean, I remember being a little kid and just being like, Dad, like, stop. You're embarrassing me. Just things like that. Um, also punishing my friends for sure. And then just feeling kind of weird around your friends after. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, that was kind of weird. And then also, I'd say counselors. I definitely felt like some of them treated me differently, um, which I I've just always wanted to be like a normal kid at camp. Right. Um, but it's hard when you're Cole and your dad's Cole, and he is kind of known the boss <laughs> who yells at everyone. Um, yeah, I'd say that, that those are some definitely some things that embarrass me for sure. That's actually really funny because like I always was scared that counselors would like only like me because I was Matt's kid. Mm-hmm. But like, as I got older, like counselors would like confide in me with like their relationship and stuff. And like, I always thought it was so weird. I was like, yeah, like tell a camper, tell Matt's kid, like do the thing you're not supposed to do with me. Right. But um, like, I always just questioned that, but like, I didn't really have that experience with counselors. Sometimes with head staff, I did. Okay. Like, with like department heads and group leaders, I would feel like, you know, they were treating me differently. But like with counselors, like it actually helped me get along with them. I was like, you need to say this and he'll let you go. <laughs> uh, you give him a little advice on how to deal with them. Yeah. Because yeah, your, dad, your daddy's a little girl. You probably give him some tips on how to get out of trouble. That's a, that's a good a good strategy right there. Um, awesome. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about on the podcast and with everybody how, you know, going to camp is great for everybody. And it teaches you all these skills and all these things that people you can apply to the outside world and you can apply at home and in school and everywhere else you go. And I, I think growing up at camp like you two did, you, you get all those things plus some more and plus some things that, you know, other campers might not even get because they're just it's a little different, obviously, like we've been talking about. Are there any things that that stand out to you that you're like, this is, you know, I learned this at camp and this is why I'm I am the way I am today or this is why I do things at schools or anything like that? Um, I mean, as far as like 
having the director as my dad, like we didn't really bring any like lessons at home. Um, but I mean, I'm at a boarding school right now. Like I was telling <laughs> you before, you know what I mean? Like I'm basically at like an educational camp and it's one of my favorite places in the world. So like, I'm so lucky that I was able to do that. And when I was explaining to my parents, like why I wanted to board, you know, it was very easy for me to explain because we really, we have like the same terminology. So like, if I'm explaining like going out on a Friday night, but being on campus, like I can say like, oh, it's like going to canteen and going to the gym. And then there's an OD. And like, I just use like, we kind of just have like that terminology and like that understanding of what's going on. That's cool. That's great. What about you, Cole? I'd say the things at camp, like we always talk about gratitude, attitude, and courage, or GAC, as we say at camp, I think they bring that home a lot. I mean, we're always, or I always see them just trying to be kind to everyone. Um, and I think those are definitely some things that I have stuck with me um, that they employ at camp, but also at home for sure. That's great. And now is it something, do you, have you ever noticed that your, your parents act maybe a certain way at camp and then when they get home, they're either exactly the same or a little bit different. They turn it off. Is it, there's like this switch that comes on like, Hey, I'm a camp director now and we're going to do this. Or are they kind of always the same way all year round? Um, I think like personality wise, my dad's always really the same all year round, but he's definitely more stressed. I can't, <laughs> yeah, um, I but he's not good at hiding his stress. So I no. can tell, you know okay. what I mean? Yep. Like if he's like being annoying one day, like I can tell if he's stressed or if he's just in a mood. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I guess that's really the only thing that changes personality wise. My aunt who also owned and operated the camp, um, mm -hmm. she's the exact same person at camp and at home. Always. Just um, she will always have like that child mentality. And I love, love that about her. Um, and it doesn't matter where she is, which is why, like, she loves camp so much because it's more appropriate to have that mentality. <laughs> got it. Got it. That's great. What about you, Cole? You guys dancing on the tables at dinner at home, too, or just the camp? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we definitely dance on the tables. <laughs> I would I'd agree with you, Lily, that they're definitely more stressed at camp because, Scrappy, I'm sure you can attest to this, that it's just a grind. I mean, mm. you're up all night and you're always constantly working. And so that's definitely, I can definitely tell there's a difference during the summers. They're definitely just tired and stressed. Um, but we, I'd say we do fun things at home pretty much year round. Like my little brother, my eighth grade brother had friends over and my parents made them like a mini Olympics, like little fun oh, nice. things. That I think just kind of remind me of camp and for sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's, that's see those type of them. My wife does the same things where if their kids have over a play date over, or there's some kids over, it's like, give her five minutes, uh, you know, a, a, some construction paper glue. And all of a sudden there's a craft going on in like two minutes. And it's like that camp life. Um, and I think that's cause how, and we talk about that a lot, how we wish we could do some of the things we do at camp all the time and all year long. And so it's nice to hear that, like that they're not faking it. You know, it's like the, the camp directors, camp staff, it isn't, it isn't faked. It is just something that's kind of natural. Uh, and that stress comes from, I mean, from my perspective too, is that we, we have our own kids, but then when we're at camp, it's like our kids are 450 or 500 kids now. Like we the, Cole, your directors, your parents, they look at all those kids um, as their own because we are, we're looking after them. We're making sure we take care of them and, and treat them just like we would treat our own kids um, right. for the nice things and the bad things. We got to keep them in line sometimes, you know? Um, now you guys growing up at camp, right? You got all these extra super cool experiences. Is there like a behind the scenes moment, something that or this, you know, maybe this will be the extras on the podcast that we don't advertise 
surprise to everybody, but was there something that you got to do because you were the directors, you know, kids and you got those extra special privileges uh, that maybe some of the other campers, get? maybe even you shared it with your friends in your bunk too. Maybe you shared it around. Is there something like that that ever happened? Um, I mean, I would go to pre-camp and orientation for usually three or four days before camp. And then sometimes one day after camp, depending on like the schedule, if they were holding like post-camp or whatever. Um, and I used to be able to drive the four wheelers, which was Ooh. so exciting. <laughs> on the road and I would bounce around. Um, but as soon as camp started, I would never, I was okay. always okay. like, and I was very adamant about this too. Like I did not want special treatment. Got it. The camp director's kit. Um, I did break my arm at camp when I was no. 11. So I did indeed get some special treatment for, <laughs> for that week. as to be um, expected. Yeah. Like if I wanted to take a nap, like sometimes they would let me go back to the bunk and take a nap. Got it. Um, and yeah. So, I mean, like in situations like that, like it was a little bit different, but also in a situation like that, like, I don't know if I would have stayed at camp if I had a choice with oh. an arm cast from shoulder to thumb, Jeez. you know what I mean? So I think it kind of goes like both ways. Like I took advantage of what I could when I needed to, but I really hated having like extra opportunities and extra stuff like that. Like I you, never took advantage in front of my friends ever. You wanted to be just a regular camper. You wanted to just be like, yeah. hey, uh, you, know, you don't know me. I'm just everybody else here. Yeah. And I think my parents and I were on the same page with that too. That's good. That's good. What about you, Cole? I totally agree with you, Lily. I mean, before pre-camp and post-camp, you're able to drive the golf carts around mm -hmm. and that's a fun and then as soon as camp starts it's like i would never think about driving the golf carts um my brothers probably can't say the same um <laughs> but i definitely don't like that special treatment but i do like the special treatment when i'm sick and i get to go home for a little bit or after tubing and i want to take like a really hot shower i'd say that's like those are some of the nice things that come yeah. with it yeah get some of those extra i actually think i specifically remember cole you getting like driving lessons in a golf cart at pre-camp a couple yep. of years ago. Uh, and that was like their way of teaching you to do that. And I remember even yeah. saying to your mom or something like, he's not going to do that once the campers get here. And she's like, absolutely not. You know, no, no way. Like he knows better. Uh, and it's cool to kind of experience those things and get those extra, extra kind of bonuses. Um, mm -hmm. And so you're, you're both obviously very comfortable at camp. Do you think, and this is one of my theories with kids in camp in general, and especially kids like yourself that grew up at camp is, is you, it allows you and enables you to, be more socially uh, adept in, in situations. So where camp kind of brings it out of campers and kids in general, they teach them these skills on how to talk to people. And then I've noticed kids that grew up in camp have that like, and a little bit more, it seems. Do you guys find that like when you're at school or in social groups, like you're just kind of that natural person. That's just, Hey, let's get it going. You're the, you're the camp counselor just kind of because you grew up in camp. Um. I mean, I will say that my social experience at camp might differ from a little bit of other campers, not because I was the owner's kid, but because like when all of my friends would start signing up for their activities, we're an elective Got it. camp. So when they would start signing up for their activities together and socially, like I really enjoyed the circus building. So I would always go to circus and I didn't really care what my friends were doing together until maybe I was like 12. Um, and so like from like middle school, like, I don't really think it helped me socially because I was very introverted in middle school. I didn't really want to go out there and make friends. And I think that is because I didn't really like try that hard to socialize at camp. You know what I mean? I was very content doing my own thing. And so that kind of transferred into my home life as well. Um, but in like 
probably the summer coming out of seventh grade going into eighth grade, um, I definitely started to be more social. I really enjoyed doing activities with my friends. I wouldn't just pick like what I wanted to do that day. And I was also able to like, because I did like circus so much, I actually found like my own group within the circus building that also enjoyed that. And it really like helped me because in high school, like I would definitely say that I'm very extroverted. And I think that that's because like, I was very open to making friends while I was at camp and I learned it late, but it was definitely like something that really helped me learn how to open up and just be more social in general. Nice. Awesome. What about you, Cole? I would definitely say that camp directors that I've met as a whole, including my parents are pretty outgoing. So I'd say I kind of get that from them. Mm -hmm. Um, but also you see with you see them deal with so many different people every day. I mean, there's 450 campers plus staff. Um, so you see them just deal with a ton of people. And I think that was inspiring to me, just seeing how they treat people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely where I've gotten the outgoingness from, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, awesome. And so for the, the kid, I mean, not a lot of kids listen to the podcast, obviously, but like a lot of parents do. Um, but let's talk to the kids for a second. So let's just imagine that there's, you know, a kid out there that's thinking about going to camp for the first time. They've never been before. They're super scared to sleep away, super scared. They've never done anything like this before. You know, for you seeing it as you're growing up, I feel like it was just kind of expected and naturally you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go into book. This is how it works. Um, but for a lot of kids out there that have never seen it, they're a little scared, a little nervous. What what would you say to those kids that are thinking about going to camp, uh, but aren't sure if they, it's really right for them? What would you, what would you say to those kind of kids? Um, I mean, I definitely had a few friends who would only go for four weeks and say like, this is not my thing. I will not be coming back. Um, and that's not because they didn't really thrive at the camp. They just didn't like, they weren't built for it. You know what I mean? Which I totally mm-hmm. understand and respect because like, like I am not built for basketball, but that doesn't mean that. <laughs> I couldn't play. I just stopped. (laughs) Um, So like, I do have a lot of respect for that, but I also am very much encouraging. Like you need to give it a shot. You need to really try to enjoy yourself because like, like kind of to add on to what I was saying before, um, like once you really put yourself out there and start doing like, once you really try, like it's really about your mindset. Like once I tried to integrate myself with my bunk, it was very easy to, and it's a very, easy social environment to thrive in, you know, like camp itself just makes it so compatible. Like you'll meet everyone and like by your second day, even if you're new, like you'll have your best friends for the summer and you just know. (laughs) Yep. That's right. That's what we tried to do. What about you, Cole? I definitely think that going into it with a positive mindset is really important. I mean, it can seem daunting at first just because there's so many people I'd say for sure. Like I, I totally understand that, but after the first few days, you, I think you totally know who your friends are and everyone is really kind at camp. That's something I've noticed that I would say is not necessarily true back where I live. Um, it's good. And <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, no, no, it's good. Yeah. I definitely think that you can always find a group at camp because there's so many different groups. So I, I would not, I would totally recommend coming to camp. That's great. And especially, you know, camp, I'm, I'm not sure that I was at your, your camp, Lily, but I'm sure it's similar when it comes to cell phones and technology. Uh, it's very limited, right? You don't have, do you have, were you allowed cell phones or anything like that at camp or the campers are allowed to have that or not? Um, our big rule was nothing with cell phone connection. So no SIM card, but you can have like an iPod touch or even an iPad if it doesn't 
come with cell service, but even if it's like compatible with a SIM card, it's a big no. Got it. Yeah. And so that's how it is at Waquaic as well. Like nothing, you know, no, no phones or anything like that. Um, and did you find that, did you ever try and maybe, you know, because you're the director's kid or just in general as a, as a camper too, where I'm always curious about this, was that hard? I mean, like nowadays everybody's so connected to their phones and the technology that to uh, give it up for three weeks or six weeks while you're at summer, I, some people really struggle with it. Is that something that you think is a big concern or, and it was it good or bad? How do you feel about that? I'm just curious. Um, I mean, I never questioned it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have a phone when I was five, so I was always <laughs> just giving it up for seven weeks over the summer. I do definitely think it's hard the older you get. Like a lot of my friends that I know now that do not go to sleep away camp are like, what do you mean you don't have your phone? Um, so yeah, I do think that it's a little bit intimidating, but I love the break. I love being able to say, yeah, I was at camp for seven weeks. That's why I didn't answer. Yep. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, like you get it for a day on visiting day and you can call your parents on the landline once a session were session camp. Mm -hmm. um, I never got to call my parents on the landline, but yeah. did you like, call a grandma you know, you or something? still have that connection. I did mm -hmm. call my grandma my first year and there I got to go. call my best friend. It was very exciting. Okay. That's good. Um, that's good. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't wish that I had my phone at camp, if that's kind of what you're asking. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's like hard at the time, but you feel like it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. really nice to have like that break and just be able to like, really just like physically connect with people. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, like, what's your Instagram? It's like, oh, oh, I'll see you at canteen tonight. Yeah. You know, like, it's like its own little world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you have the same perspective, Cole, or any other thoughts on that? Oh, I totally agree. I think nowadays we're so addicted to our phones all the time. We're just always checking social media or playing a game or something like that. And I think it's such a good chance to unplug, mm -hmm. um, really get good quality time with friends and people that you really love hanging out with that I think you don't get during the year because you're always looking at your phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. That's why I had to ask you guys because we don't talk to the kids a lot or, you know, younger people. I shouldn't call you kids. You guys are like young adults. Um, and I wanted to see your perspective because that's our theory. And that's what we say is, is we do that for that reason. And sometimes, you know, things are hard and hard things usually pay off in the end. So it's good to hear that it actually is something that that you appreciate. Um, and it's like you probably wouldn't make that decision, but you appreciate it when it actually is done. So that's that's good to hear. I had to I had to kind of fi find out about that. Um, and so I mentioned before and I told you guys before like i have two kids i have i have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old my seven-year-old carter he ditched did his first summer in bunk last summer his first year um he absolutely loved it he's like a pure 100 camp kid um he jumped right into it it was great um and my four-year-old will hopefully go there she's a little different you know kids are always different but do you have advice that i could like for me even not even for them for me going through camp to how what i should do to make sure that their time is enjoyable um, I mean, from when I was like, from when I went into the bunk, like me and my parents, we always had, like, we were always on the same page. We were okay. like, you're going to be a normal camper. We're still here, but you're going to be a normal camper. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, as long as you're like on the same page as that, I would just recommend like really giving them their space. Like yeah. if my, I found out once when I was like nine that my mom had talked to my counselor about me behind my back. And I was very upset. That was a very big deal that summer. Yeah. So I would definitely just recommend, you know, like if they are comfortable having their own space and they're independent enough, just definitely allow that and let them come to you when they need to. That's good advice. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think 
every kid's different. Like you said, like I'm definitely different than my brothers and mm-hmm. I'm probably more independent than some of them. So I think it just kind of depends. Carter, I'm sure. I mean, I know I saw it this summer. <laughs> totally. Like I'm ready to be a camper. Like mm-hmm. let me do my thing. But I mean, if Kennedy is not as independent, then I think you probably uh, tweak it a little bit and just mm-hmm. be a little bit involved, but definitely open communication, I think is key for sure. Okay. That's good advice for both of you guys. I think open communication is always a good thing. And especially in this situation, uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, this has been fantastic. Are there any th- other thoughts that we haven't touched on that you like sticks out in your mind that I maybe didn't bring up of like, Hey, this is something that I, has really affected me because I grew up at camp, you know, like there's got, there's there anything out there that I can't even think of like, you know, be, just cause I didn't have that experience. Um, that I might not be seeing or nobody else has seen because it's just such a unique thing. Um, I mean, the only thing I can really think of, like to kind of just like emphasize is that like, even though it's hard at camp to have your parents there, just like the experience that that will give you doesn't really compare like the second family from like the Matt's kid side, you know what yeah. I mean? Like from the side of being the owner's kid, like it really makes up for like, all of the trouble that I had trying to fit in and acclimate when I was little. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Anything else? I think just camp in general is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Not even being just a director's kid. I think that's definitely nice and has some perks, but it also has some downsides. But I mean, I was just talking to my parents a few nights ago and I'm sure that I'm going to have probably 50 camp kids that I grew up with at my wedding. Like I think the, bond, <laughs> the bonds that you make at camp, I think are, are really special and I'm going to have those forever. Yeah, that's great. It's good to hear that, you know, that's what we strive to, to provide for all our campers. And it's, it's, I think even cooler that like you guys growing up at camp and, and being so, you know, personally involved that you still get that as well. Um, you know, I think that's extremely important for us as parents, you know, like that's, I did that with my son. I t- kind of took your advice very Lily. He's very independent and I just let him, I didn't even check in on him. I didn't talk to his parents. I, he showed up at lunch with two different shoes on and somebody else's shirt one day. And I was just like, that's camp, you know, that like, hey, I'm just, all the other kids do it too. I, I can't not let him do it just because I'm here. Um, so I think that's important. And I think that's something too, that, you know, the kids learn that independence and something that as parents, that we could take into the rest of the world is, is, you know, talk to our kids and find out what they really want to do and and see what they want. I think that's a great lesson in general. Um, Awesome, guys. Well, it's been great chatting with you today. The the fire is getting a little bit low. um, So we're about to put this thing out. Uh, Yeah, so you can't fire puns. Come on, you're dealing with the director. Sorry, you guys can't see her, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, And so I just want to thank you guys so much um, for for joining me here today and uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Cole. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was really nice. Awesome, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Cole back around the campfire. I just listened to the wonderful uh, Lily. uh, I'm very proud of here, uh, CK3 and Scrappy. Of course, you did a great job. But but I had to bring in my good friend, Matt Stoltz, father of Lily, uh, because we've got to unpack this, Matt, a little bit. That was kind of a crazy thing hearing our kids talk about growing up at camp. It was, it was really interesting from my perspective, um, just to hear their perspective. Uh, I mean, there, there were things, some details that I am sure CK got wrong. I know Lily got wrong. <laughs> um, but it, it's really interesting to hear their perspective on what it's like growing up at camp. And especially for me as somebody who grew up at camp with my parents working there. Yep. Um, it, was, it was just enlightening. 
did you see similarities between yeah. your experience and, the, and hers? Yeah, absolutely. I did not want to be recognized as the owner's son. The, you know, well, when I was growing up, I was the an employee's son, not the owner. Yep. But you know, my dad was the number two, and I, I, I just, I, I didn't want that. Everybody knew who I was, and everybody knew who everybody in my bunk was because we were always in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and my middle sister, nobody knew that she was the head counselor's daughter, the number really? two's daughter, because she was quiet and kind of kept to herself and had her friends and did her thing. Mm-hmm. And my my little sister, my younger sister, everybody knew that she was Mike and Bev's daughter because she was going to them all the time, yep. whether to complain about somebody or yep. just to be around mommy. You know, she was, a, she was a mommy's girl. Yeah. What was the most surprising thing listening to Lily? And I know we're going to say all this out of love because obviously we love our children. We're, we're both terribly proud of them. Um, but what, what was surprising for you? The most surprising thing was what your boy said, what Cole said, when he said that you yell at people. And I, I thought was surprised to myself, too. I, I thought to myself, there's, there's just no way. Cole is not the yelling type. <laughs> he, he's, not, he's not a yeller. <laughs> that was that was one of the most surprising things to me because <laughs> from his perspective you're yelling at people but i know you well enough to know that you don't raise your voice yeah well it's interesting because we, we we talk about this with a lot of our kids and i know you've had the same experience as a camp director where you know um 11 12 13 year old come up to you and say my counselor's been yelling at me all morning it's like okay so let's let's figure this out and inevitably it's uh, well, the counselor has asked the child to clean up their room four or five times, and each time it gets a little bit like, Hey, now, and all of a sudden that's interpreted as a yell. Um, yeah, that's their generation, that's right. They call that yelling, <laughs> a little bit. I call it, we grew up, <laughs> we call it chastising. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's that was really funny, and and also what was a little surprising was that you know lily's advice or or i think it was lily's advice was Mm -hmm. for the the children of new staff parents Mm -hmm. or the 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 children the the parents of new staff kids Mm -hmm. let them come to you when they need you yeah and that was something that i always told new staff when i hired them especially the nurses Mm -hmm. because the nurses have free time during the activity periods i was like don't go watch your kids skateboard don't go watch your kids swim Mm -hmm. Let your kid come to you when they need you and leave them alone otherwise. And I don't know if Lily picked that up on her own or she just heard me saying that in an interview. That's awesome. Well, you know, and that's true, though. I mean, that was great advice. Let your child come to you because camp is supposed to be for the children, you know, whether you're the nurse's kid or or someone that's come to you from the outside, you know, it's or our children. Um, Yeah, that that was great. I was it's funny when when Scrappy asked at the end, you know, any final comments, I was thinking in my head, boy, I hope Cole says something about his friends. And when he said, gosh, 50 of my friends are going to be at my wedding from camp. I'm like, yep, there you go. Oh. I was, that was the moment I was like, yes, he got it. Like, yes. that's what it's all about. So there's a Yiddish word in that for that. And I don't know what the translation is into English, like so many other Yiddish words, but it's called Kvelin. Okay. And I'm sure you just Kveld when you oh, heard man. that. Coming out my ears. Your heart <laughs> melted. You just like, yeah. Yeah. When I when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, Cole must love that. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty excited that. He, he, yeah. he, he drank the Kool-Aid without a doubt. 
Yeah, no, no question. Um, and, you know, a couple of other things that I found interesting. When you'd give somebody ETB, they'd go to the kids and say, oh, your dad gave me ETB. <laughs> I was, that made me laugh so much because our little kids love ETB. Yeah, I mean, I, I want ETB tonight. <laughs> I want it right now. Uh, that's actually an ingenious uh, kind of quote unquote punish or consequence, I guess. Maybe not a punishment. Let's call it a consequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. And it's about the only thing you have in your arsenal and your quiver right. ETB, right? Right. And it's so funny because we had one night a week when I was a director that was ETB night. And we'd have evening activity and everybody would go right to bed. And the kids, even the older kids, they just loved ETB night. They were like, oh, my God, no pressure. I don't have to stay out. No canteen. I can just go back to my bunk and go to sleep. Thank God. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, I giggled when I heard the early to bed as a punishment. I thought that's that's just perfect. I love that. Yeah. One of the. one of the other things I jotted down was that Lily, you know, when she was prior to being in a bunk, what she remembers most is being in the office. <laughs> However, she doesn't remember swimming lessons that she yep. took when she was three years old. She doesn't remember going to the art building. She yep. doesn't remember her cameos in the shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She doesn't remember any of that. All she remembers is hanging out in the office with the office girls and then figuring out who's going to take care of her for a little well, while. But, you know, I love the fact that she built such a great relationship with them and with Trip. You know, and with, you know, so many people, it just was kind of a perfect situation. And it's interesting what they remember because Cole, I get where he remembered playing with all the big kids. and That's what he wanted to do. I really wish he had told the story, though, because he won't remember it, but I do. The first time he went into a bunk, he was six. And we said after three weeks, he came back to the house. He was just going to do the first three weeks. And we said, buddies, is that enough? And that night he goes, dad, dad, that was enough. He, He fell asleep woke up the next morning at like a nine 30 looked at me and said, is this it? I want to go back in the bunk. I'm like, okay, cool. So off he, off he yeah. goes back into the bunk. Yeah. Um, so it's ironic because Lily's first year, she was meant to be a day camper. Mm-hmm. We were going to take her to the breakfast table, drop her off with the bunk, let her go to canteen, bring her back home at night. Yep. The buses arrive, you know, it's her fifth summer in camp. Mm-hmm. She's five years old. The buses arrive and we're on the tennis courts doing the lice checks and all that. And she says, mommy, daddy, can I stay in the bunk tonight? And we were like, yeah, sure. sure. Why not? Give it a try. She had a bed and cubbies and everything already. And uh, she never stayed in our house one night that summer. And she <laughs> says that she asked if she could stay in our house that night. Yeah, She might have asked Ricky. She definitely didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the beauty of, I think, when, when camp kids finally get a chance to be in the bunk, they know they've been watching it for years, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Let's go do this. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they know. They know after four or five summers of watching it, even before they can understand the words that the kids are saying, that this is something good. Yeah. And yeah, this is something it. I want to do. This is something I want to be. Yeah. And it's a total gift. You know, when you, when you think about, you know, the work, I had a a great conversation with a parent right before our conversation now. And she's like, Oh, I'm just, you're, you're so lucky you get to do this. And I was like, yeah, I I get to do this. This is awesome. It's an enormous amount of work and enormous amount of pressure to make sure it's, it's all goes right. But man, we get to create something that these kids look to and can't wait to be a part of. That's just a gift. That's just a total gift. So yeah, a a couple of observations. I mean, like, look, camp is a gift. Yep. You, get, you send your kid to camp. It's a gift, whether you're working there, whether you own the place, whether you are paying to send your child. It is a gift. 
Um, I have given my kids the gift of skiing. Yep. Lily is now a certified professional ski instructor anywhere oh. in America and she's 16 years old. That's awesome. My 13-year-old daughter, Dylan, smokes me going down the mountain. <laughs> they have given the gift of skiing. I am sure you have given your kids the gift of golf. <laughs> I tried to give my kids the gift of golf. It didn't take, whatever. <laughs> but um, camp is a gift, and, and that's all you really want to do with your kids is give them, give them gifts. Yeah. And give them things they can take with them for their lifetimes. And, I mean, the, the impact that camp has had on Lily – seeing as she's now interning for scope and running fundraisers and so good doing all these things. I mean, you ask the people at scope, Choi and Molly, they, they could not be happier. She has exceeded all expectations yeah. and I couldn't be prouder. That's awesome. Well, it's, it's easy to, you should be proud of I me. Mean, she did such a beautiful job and it was really fun. Cole said he, he just loved, you know, talking with her and, and being a part of that process. So it was really cool to, to hear those two and to hear the, the lessons that they remember, um, you know, so, something else. Yep. Something else that really impressed me about CK, uh -huh. he he is a Southern gentleman because he <laughs> always let Lily speak first. <laughs> yeah, that's he is a Southern gentleman. <laughs> well, his 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 grandmother is Washington uh, etiquette trained, uh, protocol trained pro uh, professional. So and there you go. He comes by it uh, by training more than anything else. So. Uh, he he let her speak first on every question, <laughs> and that is a Southern gentleman. Oh, good stuff. Awesome. Well, Matt, man, hey, always a pleasure to have you around the campfire, pal. I'm, I'm so, it was so cool listening to those two. That was awesome. Cole, I, I couldn't be happier, man. I mean, that was such a thrill. And I'm not telling Lily that we're adding this segment in. Just, <laughs> she'll, she'll just, hear it tomorrow. Just so when she listens to it tomorrow, That's she right. has a reason to get ticked off at me. <laughs> awesome, man. All right, brother. Be well. All right. You too. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.